Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Please welcome back to the show, Molly Lambert! Wow, 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 wow. That was the most, that was like a wrestling intro. I know. Yeah, I actually amazing. like, I'm usually, I usually have better mic discipline, but I actually like peaked my audio. I spiked my audio on that. And uh, apology to listeners and uh, super producer Justin. Let's get ready to podcast. Let's get ready to. Yeah. I, I am angling to become the next Michael Buffer. That is sort of the I think you'd be great at it. Thank you. I. I'm also, uh, it's a little too hot for me, guys. It's a little too hot for yeah. for old Molly. But this is definitely, this is the part of the year where it's like you switch on the heat in the morning and then you switch on the air conditioning mm. at night. Yeah. I like to keep them both going at the same time. Just, oh, just like know. Richard Nixon. <laughs> just one room. <laughs> yeah, you can just hop back and forth. Are you Richard Nixon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I like to... He liked to turn the air conditioning on so cold that he would be able to use the fireplace in the White House. Yeah. I get it. Okay, so I just want... Tricky Dicky's not incorrect there. <laughs> I'm absolutely a person like the heat is on. Let me also turn on a fan to like really oscillate this air around. I know. It's I also nice forget. It's like, it gets stuffy when you turn the heat on. It gets mm-hmm. too cold when you turn the cool. Basically, I can never be comfortable. Yeah. True. It's, yes. It's not great that he did that or that I do, uh, that I keep them both blowing at the same time just to, you know, keep feel alive. Hey, you know what? Global warming, <laughs> not your responsibility. Not Jack. my responsibility. Individual people, Thank not going to be able to stop it. Exactly. That's why I always <laughs> say that. I'm always like, guys, it's the corporations because I want you to stop looking at me for having my air conditioning mm-hmm. on full blast with the windows all the way down. You're like, guys, that's the corporations and you flip yeah. on 5,000 lights in your house. <laughs> I just need a lot of light. He did share my sweatiness we're we're both very sweaty people i would have lost that debate to jfk as well because yeah as i tend to get sweaty all over my body in stressful situations and oh, no. sweat through entire multi-layers of clothing uh, jfk was probably just flying on those like b vitamins yeah, yeah yeah no he was so high his entire presidency so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's an underrated I think, fact i feel like america loves a sweaty man Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very slippery, which can come in handy or be gross and sweat through your couch. And That's going to come in handy maggots. when you're playing football in the big game. The big game. Yeah. Uh, you Last night, you will have heard Super Producer Anna Hosnia and I at Radio Row, tr- trending episode. We have not gone there yet. A little uh, peek behind the curtain of the weird way we do this show. A little time travel for you. <laughs> a little with your time ears. travel, but I can only assume it's going to be amazing. And yeah, me and the NFL, we just like vibe, you know? I've just always mm-hmm. felt like I'm a visitor is... from the future and I and I already heard it and I and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Wow. Wow, I do like the NFL. What is something from your search history? I went what you know, because just like you guys, like we're you know, like if you're researching a bit or you're putting a show together sometimes my search history will be dominated by that like uh, mm. uh mine and 
Rory Scoville and I have a pen, uh, podcast called Pen Pals where people send us letters. And so yesterday I was trying to figure out what somebody meant, like what they were referencing. So that took over a lot of it. But I wanted to go with something that was personal for my own. Mm. And it was something I saw on TikTok. And then I wanted to research to see if I could buy it. It is okay. called the Megahorn XLTP. So it's a TP, a.k.a. I wouldn't have called it a TP. It looks like a tent to me. But it has a like port for like a chimney pipe. And then you can also buy like a wood-burning little like stove and heater to put into it. It's meant to go into this. I've just, in the last like year and a half, I've just become obsessed with like camping and outdoor accommodations. Is that the right mm -hmm. word? Just things to use and have to make your outdoor experience even better. I went down a big rabbit hole after I started watching the show Alone. Have you guys seen Alone? No. I, Alone. I have heard many uh, podcasters talk about Alone, but I am s somewhat reality TV averse. But that one sounds like sure. it, it should be on my list of ones to check it's out. It's more of a docu-series than it is reality TV. It's just Got people it. living outside in like Alone, crazy remote areas. And it's... It shows me everything I don't know how to do. Like, I would never survive. And so I think that's why I'm obsessive. It's like, man, they they, they know how to build a shelter. I have so, no idea how to do any of that. So would you ever do it, though, like, for a week? Yes. Really? Rory, Rory and I are doing a, like, outdoor wilderness training, like, three-day or five-day thing. We have not found the dates yet. I feel like it's more of a warm weather thing I'd like to do. But I'm just always um, happy when his wife gets a break. <laughs> when Rory's <laughs> wife gets a break. Yeah, Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Joke. She's the best. Love Jordan. <laughs> so uh we're we're gonna go do it and I'm gonna hopefully learn some stuff. Like do either one of you know how to make a fire? I know how to make uh, a fire. No. Like, hey, Are you kidding me? We got a fire pit. But like right. getting me out. Give me a fire pit, I don't know. A lighter, uh yes. couple editions yes. of New York Times to use as like kindling. Sure. And then some very dry firewood. Like it can't have been outside right. in the moisture for uh, at least a couple of years. And then I might. But be even able to that, are fire. you going with the triangular structure or you do a log cabin when you build a fire? I do. I do triangular structure. Just lean a couple things against <sighs> yeah, each other. I to do that, too. Yeah. The log cabin lasts you a lot longer. But... Yeah. Get me a finger so I can go. Hey, you, can you light this <laughs> fire for me? Right. Right. I'm not. <laughs> That's the only tool it. you need. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you. Right. Uh, so I love it. So that's what I recently searched was the Megahorn XL. That sounds cool. It is. It looks so cool. I'm trying to make myself sound all outdoorsy and uh, MacGyverish, but I did. I did leave out the main ingredient, which is a gas can. It mm, needs to be. Yeah. It needs to be full. <laughs> like it can't be halfway full. I've found. I need. No. I need all You're the need gas. It all. Is yeah. a so. The the wood burning stove is that something you're kind of toting out there into the middle of the wilderness with yourself? It's very compact. I wonder if how much you have to assemble it. That's the right. thing too. Is like I, that might be the hardest part of for Life. somebody who doesn't do it. Camping is uh, knowing everything you need to bring and yeah. then mm. packing it to be able to carry it. Because what you you drive somewhere ideally, right? And then you're like, all right, I'm gonna hike. Five miles or six miles, I, I have to be able to take all this with me. Right. That's the thing. Like on that show alone, they're allowed to take one personal photo and then 10 survival items, and that's it. So 
they know exactly what they're going to That's why they're building shelter and starting fires and stuff like, like that. So but, would you know what your 10 items would be? I have no idea. I mean, I think you'd want like a water. They have those water filter things that you can like pour in. Like it's a jug, self-contained water filter. I think that's probably key. And then they have those little, fl- I'm saying this wrong because I don't even know, like a flint stick things that like mm-hmm. start the mm-hmm. fire right, right. for you. Yeah. Those, that. Because they haven't heard a light. Water and heat. Right. Key. Right. And then I've learned from watching the show, they have things that are, they look like knives, but they're also saws. I think that's crucial. Mm. And then fishing line. I think I, because I'm not good at hunting. Right. Or cleaning like an animal, like, but. But you think I, you'd be I able to just fish. have loose fishing line and just like catch something with it? Just like garret a fish? Damn. They'll create, yeah, or they'll, they'll, they'll uh, weave a gill net. And then drop that in and then pull the gill in that in each day. To I see know exactly what anything. that is. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. What did I say? Five things? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. halfway there. Things, how many yeah. how, how many of the people there. end up eating that personal photo? Is that because I, I feel like I would. All of them. I think that's day one. And I, I've heard that it tends to be the people who have the most body mass tend to win every time. That's a critique i've heard of alone is that i believe that i would people yeah dude i went on a juice cleanse like it was it was a three-day one it was my first one and i did it in two and a half days because i know myself and within a day (laughs) i was like i'm i think i'm killing myself i think i'm dying i'm too thin to be doing that type of shit but i had to for health reasons and uh i yeah i can't imagine i would pass out right even after two and a half days did you feel cleansed like I've never done one. You I know what? This. I had very healthy poops. Okay, that's good. what I had. I had very right. like when it was like back when I was a teenager, my poops were very healthy, and that's yeah. how they were. So sorry, I don't mean to talk about make anybody uncomfortable about poops, nah. but I, I'm sure you guys saw. There's a company that's uh, encouraging people to a bidet company that's encouraging people to post pictures of their poops yes. after the Super Bowl. Did you guys Tushy. see that? Yeah, Tushy's yeah, she's doing this bowel. Mon- Super Bowel Monday. Yeah, Super Bowel Monday. <laughs> That's it. what they're calling it. All right. Yeah. And they're giving away like $10,000 to the best. Yeah, the best, the best poop. Poop. So maybe this. if poop you pick. you still got just enough time to go on this juice cleanse and then create your <laughs> biggest dump of your life and win the You're 10K. Up. Shout out mm-hmm. to me. Is it the, are they judging based on size, formation? Jack, I couldn't I tell mean, you what the fuck they're yeah. judging on this. Yeah. Yeah, like are they, if you win, like, you got to be dropping boas. Is that what you you got to be? Oh. <laughs> I've, I'm I've tempted spoke, to try. I'm not gonna lie. I've spoken before <laughs> on this podcast about my now 70 year old dad and how he he grew up as one of eight in mm-hmm. Philly, and he and his older brother. It was like a way to brag that like they had ate well. They would save like their biggest poops mm-hmm. in a shoebox and like in a you know, shoebox, sh- yeah, and show them to each other. I mean that that gives you a sense of what the you know what eight kids living together s- smelled like is that it like that wasn't noticeable. <laughs> like people people weren't like, what the fuck is happening the second they walked in the front door? That's wild. Yeah, say, that gives us a, a sense of uh, your trauma, Jack, because mm-hmm. I just learned a little piece about you and your mm-hmm. family history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah your people, that tells me a little from. bit about you that I didn't know before. Yeah, it was very awkward when I was a teenager and I went into his closet and it was just shoeboxes. <laughs> it was boxes like the end of the prestige, deuces. but just shoeboxes and shoeboxes of, of poops. 
but they were all very impressive and well-formed. So he's been training for this Super Bowl Monday. Tell him. Tell, please lifetime. tell him. Have him submit. Daniel, what was the name of the of the thing you searched? Megahorn XLTP. Yeah, but I think yeah. they don't have to all. I think it's like an eight person. I don't. I wouldn't need that big. Give me a three or a four. There you fine. go. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. But maybe you want it big because you you do have a fire going inside your tent. You never know who's going to stop by. Wait, can you do a fire inside the tent? Is that you? Well, is that a thing? Depending on how you set your tent up or your shelter, a lot of people do it on a loan. Like their fire is inside their living space, and that's gone very awry for a few people on the show. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. <laughs> but I would think if you were going to have, you would want a big size teepee or tent if if you have a, even a wood fire, you know, contained wood fire burning like stove with a pipe coming out the top, you'd still want to be able to have some distance from that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I um, thought the one of the ideas behind the TP was that you could have a fire in there and the smoke would go out through the top. Yes. But yeah, like uh, what are those called? Malms? Those like mid-century fireplaces that people go absolutely nuts for that are ridiculously expensive. You've seen them. It's like a like it looks like a little portable that. fireplace with a, pi- a pipe going straight out. Right, the top. right. Yeah. I have a, that's what I was picturing when you were talking about like a portable fireplace, just like you no, this dragging is like square. that so across. So you have the yeah. fire in like a, looks like a little microwave, the wood burning mm-hmm. fire. And then, and then it's a metal plate on top of it to serve as a hot plate for cooking things while you're in your teepee. Or you could just have a hot plate. Fram, what's something you think is overrated? I was noodling on that. I really couldn't think of anything this morning that was overrated except for um, urinals. I, I I just, I think that urinals are an unfinished idea. I don't really know why we use them. I, I don't, you, when you go, when you go to pee in a urinal, it splashes back on your pants, bro. Like it's, yeah. it's totally it gross. And it, it only saves you a few seconds of time. But like, I think that like efficiency culture and like how we've like been taught to like make the most out of like every second is like so asinine and it's so much more relaxing to just sit on the toilet and piss. Oh. Just just piss sitting down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, listen, I'm, I'm with you, Fran, on the on the peeing sitting down. I am an advocate. Uh, if I'm at the crib, my ass cheeks hitting the toilet seat <laughs> as much as they possibly can. But if I'm in the public, that's just general in, politics. That's just general politics. <laughs> but if I'm in the public, everybody else peeing on that toilet seat. I don't know if I'm trying to sit on uh, every. Which look is the male is male hover. privilege because we don't have to yeah. sit down on every toilet seat when we use the restroom. But I do agree with you. Urinals are are An unfinished ideas. It's such a, <laughs> it such a great way true. of putting it. They never. Honestly, they just like. Put it, they came up with the idea in theory and then put it in every restroom like, around the world if, and never <laughs> took another look at it. If you had never heard of it before and someone said, you're going to piss on this hole in the wall right, right. next to someone else. Like, right. I, yeah. I just would never, I would never want to do that. And like, yeah, I mean, brown kid culture, yeah, we're taught, like our moms teach us to hover over the toilet seat. But like, your ass is already dirty. Just right. so. Just yes, true. Just, you know, bring bring little wipes everywhere you go. You'll be fine. I'd much rather sit down. I don't know if you know this, friend, but I'm known around these parts as the cleanest ass in America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he takes so much pride in it. He takes so much pride and no germs being on my cheeks. Oh yeah. wow. I yeah. also think I also think urinals, this is 
probably a stretch. But <laughs> I also think the actual urinal, too, is a product of just dudes being toxic a little bit. Like to I agree. Because, because I, you, you're from Chicago. I don't know if you've ever been to Wrigley Field or not. Oh, yeah. But, but you, so, you know, those bathrooms just used, used to be a big-ass open bucket where everybody... A trough. A trough, a right? Trough. Which is what yeah. I think they used to be before they became urine. And people were just like, I don't want... I'm touching elbows with this person and people looking down at my junk. And so they tried to separate them instead. But I think a trough is even better because it's way down. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like you're pissing on the ground. No splashback. <laughs> no yeah. splashback. No splashback. I think we should go back to all troughs. We should go back yeah. to troughs. Troughs for everything. <laughs> troughs yes. for every bathroom experience. Yes. Great. Yes. Awesome. We're so good at ideas. <laughs> I, I feel like the urinal cake industry is what's keeping oh. urinals around. Urinal cake and those like plastic things that they have to put there to like doesn't splash guards doesn't remove the splash, but it's yeah. I guess it like cuts back on it. Yeah, so it gives me knees it gives me a like, hole to aim yeah. at, and it right. <laughs> and also you know makes the piss smell like you know like a clean piss, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, well, well, what a great overrated. What is uh, what's something you think is underrated, Catherine? Um, I was thinking probably because of the news, but buying music. Like actually paying money and then owning a copy of the song or the album that you paid money for, mm. even if it's still just digital, like actually paying for it. Mm. I, people make straight up make fun of me for still having iTunes, like the old version that you have to like pay one twenty nine a song for. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm helping artists. So you get to feel smug about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, have I got an NFT offering for you? Um, it's, oh, no, I'm just kidding. This is my friend Hector uh, Navarro, who's a iHeart host. He does the Avatar The Last Airbender series. But he is a big proponent of like, listen, you have to own DVDs. Don't let them control when you can and cannot see a movie. Suddenly it's not on the streaming platform. Even if you buy it on a streaming platform, if they decide... Not to carry that in their library. Your purchase just disappears into thin air. It's not authentic. Your until recently, most spaces didn't harbor any like or most spaces didn't host any of their additional content from the DVD. So the director's commentary, which can be a whole wealth of like information, original trailers, which if you're like I love a trailer, especially the evolution. The 90s had it trailers covered that was when we got our big deep announcer voice guy to tell us the coming attractions but there's like a lot of important history stored on dvds his library is he he literally has a dvd library where you as a friend can come over and check out a dvd or a comic book it's the best thing ever but it's completely turned me on to being like oh i really need to have physical hard materials if i really want to like respect and value the art form it's an underrated experience to be like, I'm going to pop in this DVD and like see just what's on here. Like what other treasures besides the movie are sitting in here? I love that. I, I love that he like has a lending library. That's adorable. He's the best. <laughs> it's, so, it's so cute. And then, you know, Hector's one of those guys who can tell you then the history. He's just in, like a living oral history of the film, too. And you're like, yeah, like inform me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> love learning. So, yeah, definitely buy hard copies of the things you love. Yay. Yeah. And the the trailers is something that I hadn't really fully thought about. That was always something I'd be like, why are they showing this at the beginning of a DVD? Like, that's so annoying. And now I would kill to have those old DVDs that have just like a random, like, 
why is there a she's all that trailer at the beginning <laughs> of this uh, well, and action even movie? The old, yeah. the old FBI warnings, which yes. are just yes. now Those classic. Yeah, 2000s, like dodgy. You wouldn't steal a car, would you? Oh, give me yeah. all the life. It's beautiful. <laughs> I wonder if you can get DVDs like at Goodwill or something. Like, where's you the best place can. to find them? Okay. If you run into an old video store, there's some still lurking out there. A lot of times they'll have them. Becca suggests Half Price Books, which is also a great place to get them. If you happen to live near an old record store that's still operational, you can get DVDs in most of those spaces. And then, of course, if you are have to go to a box store, any of them will have just a giant bin of like, here's just a giant thing of DVDs. <laughs> right. You can also rent uh, DVDs from the library. If right, but in act. terms of owning it, you know. Oh, you just don't give it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, well, those greedy libraries, when are they going <laughs> to leave us alone? <laughs> yeah. The I, I My younger sister is still big into the DVDs. I got her 10 for Christmas, and Whoa. going shopping for them was just one of the more enjoyable like media buying experiences. I did get them at Barnes and Noble because that's just it was there. Uh-huh. But so not at least it's not Amazon, but that's a very, very low bar. <laughs> Speaking of low bars, it's like when John Stewart said that Joe Rogan isn't as bad as Tucker Carlson and therefore he's okay. It's like mm, still still not great, man. Stuff. Yeah, but at least you were buying physical media. Like, you were right. doing things that are good. So I think yeah. cumulatively you came out ahead. Yeah. Anyways, good times had by all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, the Oscar nominees are out Mm-hmm. And, you know, while, while everybody's talking about who got in, who got out, who snubs and flubs and all all that shit from this year, I do like to look back five years ago. This is an idea that I think I stole from Bill Simmons, the sports writer who got the idea basically for like the sports world, like when there's a Hall of Fame ballot, they don't just immediately like once a person retires, be like, well, they go into the Hall of Fame because, you know, you're too emotional and you just you don't have perspective yet. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you, even if it's not the Academy Awards that ends up doing this, I do feel like a Hall of Fame for movies that like goes five or 10 years in the future or in the past for for each year would be fun. And you you wouldn't get your green books coming through. Yeah. Did Green Book win? Green Book won, right? Green Book won like two years ago or three years ago. (laughs) Like Green Book won after Moonlight. Yeah, right after Moonlight. It was such a slap in the face. That's right. Even though I love me some Herschel Ali, I think he is one of the best in the industry right now. Green Book was whack. Green Book was whackety whack. We should be, you know what, not to jump the gun here, but I do think we should be able to take nominations away. Like, after a few years, after we look, you know how they always be like, Academy Award nominate. We should be able to take that damn tag away after a while. Be like, you know what? We thought about it. Yeah. That shit wasn't an Academy Award nominated worthy. 
<laughs> and if you want to keep your uh, union card, you have to come to the ceremony where it's being taken from you and given to somebody else. <laughs> or yes. honestly, or honestly, we should be able to give retroactive nominations to people Absolutely. because let me tell you, Jennifer Hud- Jennifer Hudson, J Lo deserves one for Hustlers. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think Tony Collette needs one for Hereditary. I think a decade yeah. from now, we should give one to Gaga for House of Gucci, honestly. Yeah. We're still going to be I watching it. That... We're still going to be talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Long-ass like, it... three-hour movie we're going to watch yeah. just for Gaga. Yeah. And also, and, and, and to be clear, today, we understand she didn't get nominated. We understand, like, yeah, she didn't get nominated today. But 10 years mm. from now, once we live with this, exactly. we're going to be like, oh. That shit was dope. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. You get <laughs> Who it. Who cares it. about the accent? Who cares? Yeah, which they yeah. also said about Benedict Cumberbatch. For mm-hmm. they, they said, "Who cares about the accent?" But they still gave him an Omni. Yeah, his ask- dog, his accent right? was terrible, terrible. Yeah. I, I yeah. always say he sounds like Hans Gruber in Die Hard when he's trying to do an American accent. When he's <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, oh, my name is John." <laughs> Right. It's a, like there are moments. Like most it's a great performance. I I'm not saying he shouldn't have been nominated. I'm just saying if you're going to get all picky about accents. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah. I didn't watch that movie. I didn't watch what was it? House of Dog. I didn't watch it. It looked boring as hell. It's it, too many white it's... people. Uh it is boring. <laughs> yeah. So it, you yeah. you got to catch me on a like good day to watch that. You did? I, yeah. I thought it was a, a very, I think it would have been more successful as a short film. That's what I think. Ah. I, I, I think it was really, really gorgeous and perfectly constructed. Like it's, it's masterful filmmaking, but I just think it should have been a short film. And I, I don't understand why, I mean, the spoiler alert that Benedict Cumberbatch is like a closeted homosexual and like that didn't get folded into the story at all, really. I mean, kind of, t- mm. but like, I don't know. I was, I think there were some things about it that I didn't love, but right. I understand why it's Oscar bait to the max. Yeah, it's bait. It's one hundred percent bait. But anyway, yeah. Kristen Dunst, she can, she yeah. ate. Yeah. yeah, but it's the it's like dominating the awards. Like they they give it to Plemons. Like Plemons, it's Plemons just being Plemons. Plemons I love Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I I do too. Everything I see him in, I I enjoy. Well, not everything, but most things I see him in, I enjoy. He plays his role very well. Also, I think it's dope that a couple got nominated. They both got nominated for the first time. Uh, He's married or dating. I don't know if they're married or not to uh, Kristen Kristen Dunst. Oh, no way. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that either. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was dope. I thought that was pretty cool to see them both be excited about getting nominated for the first time and uh, it's definitely together. a performance where you're not like oh they're definitely fucking like when you're watching it <laughs> yeah. it, does, it does not scan that way at all uh but that's it's that's a good good performance but anyways i i want to talk briefly for my selfish theory that we should be talking about movies five years ago <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is the one where they got the best picture right moonlight won but i feel like There are lesser fuck-ups kind of all over the place. Like, so Molly Shannon and other people. Have you guys seen other people? I love that movie. And she's so good in it. Stunning. Mm -hmm. And wasn't even nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which Viola Davis won for. But she was the best actress. Like, she was straight up, like, all over that movie. She was definitely the lead in Fences. So, like, just... Put her yeah. in the lead actress category. Agree. Put and that's who wins best actress instead of Yeah. Oh, she gamed the system that year. She was like, yeah. you know what? 
But she could have won. Might win best actress, but I'm definitely going definitely, as the yeah. warden if I can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's it. Is that the, the academy actually? She knew that she, they just needed to take out three of her lines, and then right. she would qualify for supporting. Right. She's like, "Could you please mm-hmm. just edit out three of my lines?" Yeah. 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 Uh, God. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Kelly, I thought should have been nominated for other people. Who is the co-creator and co-writer? The other two, hmm. which is. One of the best, uh, I say, underrated shows of the past couple of years. Agreed. Hacksaw Ridge is this is the year that, ha- that everybody was like, let's let's let Mel Gibson off the hook and <laughs> give him a fucking Oscar nomination. He got for... nominated that year. Feels he like was, every like, year, all honestly. All over the place. What the fuck? It's very weird too because like that was the I, I generally watch the Oscars, but the reason I'm so like. I don't know much about this one. Is that's the one I didn't watch? And I was in a bar when the Best Picture nominee went down for this, and like everybody like tuned in and was like La La Land won, and then everybody just went back to their drinks. And then like two minutes later, like we were hearing commotion. It was like yo, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't need Mel Gibson uh, nominated for Best Director, which was that's like wild. a surprise at the time. People weren't like this is the best directed movie. It's just. You know, Mel Gibson blowing people up and making gross shit happen to human bodies. Loving by Jeff Nichols. I feel like Jeff Nichols just in general, really good director who hasn't been nominated. Mm-hmm. So they, I have I have a wild card for both five years ago and this year for a supporting actor. Ray Fiennes in Hail Caesar mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. just like so like an unforgettable scene for me. Like, that scene just, like, sticks in my head. Just everything about his performance. He's only in it for, like, a couple scenes, right? Like, but I don't know if that needs a separate category or if we just have, like, a best scene. Best like, cameo. Best, best, yeah. best cameo. That's a dope yeah. ass. That's a dope. Because cameos are becoming, especially, you know, with the Marvel movie forefront Industrial that we've been complex. in. Yeah, in the past 15 years. Cameos are it. There should be an award for did the most with the least. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would I would love that. Like, yeah. I, I think this year's example is Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza, like, is only on screen for, like, three minutes, but oh. is just so, <laughs> like, I, yeah, he just takes he over the in movie, movie in a, yeah, and he's playing Barbara Streisand's husband, like a real Hollywood producer so weird. who's like a monster. And it's a real, like, it's just watching, like a force of nature, like passes through this movie that's like somewhat unrelated, but you can't stop thinking about it even when he's not on screen. I'm, I kept waiting for him to come back. I'm never going to watch that movie, but I almost did because the trailer... The trailer convinced me that it was some sort of Barbara Streisand, like, you know, coming of age biopic. And I was, because <laughs> yeah. I didn't, obviously didn't perform even a cursory Google. And I was like, oh, I would see that. And then, you know, I Googled and I was like, wait, this is about an adult woman who wants to fuck a teen, like wants to like <laughs> date a teen. And the whole premise is that sure there is. I just like, don't, I, I was like, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. But cute name. It and I love be... Haim. Love Haim. It'll yeah, be yeah. a cold day in hell before I watch Licorice Pizza. <laughs> cold think, day. I'll watch Roots again before I watch Licorice Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the the I, I think Licorice Pizza should like that that's the one that made me think we should have a best trailer category. Because oh, okay. the trailer for that 
first of all, I didn't realize until I like listened to Life on Mars like in its entirety that basically Life on Mars is the plot of the movie for the most part. Like mm-hmm. he just listened to Life on Mars and then wrote a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a, a great trailer that like that movie nor most movies is able to live up to. But I think a best trailer would be a fun category mm. and you would get to watch it while you're watching the broadcast. Which... I, I love that. I love best trailer because they're, they're, they actually do need to bring a couple more categories because there's always like three days of the Oscars. There's the two that we don't see where they give <laughs> right. all the awards that they know don't nobody want to fucking see. Uh, <laughs> and right. then the like they have the actual ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Then they have the actual ceremony. I would love a trailer category but trailers got to go back to what they was in the 90s uh you and need a voiceover you need yeah. the voiceover <laughs> you need best performance by a voiceover yeah. trailer guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah if we if okay so if we were to if we were to offer nominations for best trailer i would say across the universe do you remember that beatles movie yeah yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. one yeah. long music video terrible movie but like an amazing trailer so like yeah. such an exciting conceit for a movie even though it's like so average but i also have to say if we were to offer a, a, a did the most with the least drew barrymore should have a nom for scream because yeah, that yeah. is one of the most phenomenal things she's ever done in her career period yes i just saw the new scream like a week last week or something mm-hmm. and the person i went with i guess forgot because i i thought i don't want to spoil it but I thought they were going to do the same thing in the beginning of the movie. I guess that is a spoiler. Who, mm. who gives a fuck? If you haven't seen it's Scream... A, it's the beginning, so... Uh, it's the beginning. I thought they were going to do the same thing, and they was like, well, no, she's a star. And I was like, well, Drew Barrymore was a star, <laughs> um, yeah. which she yeah. got murked in the first me. five minutes of that mm. movie. And that shit yeah. was, like, revolutionary because, especially in our age, we weren't used to that. Mm-hmm. Like, we yeah. weren't used to stars getting killed in the first... We still aren't. Like, I remember yeah. when the other guys did it with The Rock and Sam Jackson. And it was so oh, funny because yeah. you thought they were going to be in a whole movie. <laughs> <That was dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, like, it's such a really good trope that doesn't get used often. But the people who who it does get used with generally are fantastic in those, like, three mm-hmm. to five minutes there in the movie. Did you think it was going to do the same thing because it has the exact same title as the previous movie? <laughs> it yeah. has the exact same <laughs> title so and it starts pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> it starts God, exactly the same. That. It was great, though. I did love the new Scream. I thought it was fun. I think a lot of work could be done in the best original song category from five years ago. La La Land had two songs Shameful. nominated. Moana had one, didn't even mm-hmm. sniff the award. And You're Welcome. Like they they gave up the opportunity. So you're well. I have a three year old and a five year old. So like I I listen to a lot of Moana soundtrack. But you're welcome <laughs> yeah. is a fucking jam. It really oh, it's a jam. holds it's a up. A and they could have had they could have had The Rock yeah. rapping at the Oscars. Like that's how you get people to watch the Oscars. Is yeah. like I don't know. And then there's like some visual effects stuff like Jungle Book one for that. I feel like in retrospect with the live action Lion King under our belt, we recognize that maybe that's not the path for movies to head down as much. But I don't know. And then I think like a new category that would be fun is like in camera special effects. Like if you if you got to if you just did like the best like practical special effect and then they like showed you how it was done in the category. Like mm. during the show, that would be fun. Mm. But yeah, I I have to say, how is this 
I mean, what we're talking about when you're talking about like soundtrack, how is this Beyonce's first Oscar nom? Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. I thought she yeah. was halfway to an EGOT already. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. But yeah, I, t- I also feel like, you know, Encanto, like, was one of my favorite movies, but the music was not good. Oh, and, yeah, the music wasn't great. Uh, yeah, but like, if I they don't remember to, any of the songs. Yeah. If they were to nominate a song, it should have been We Don't Talk About Bruno, which is now like a TikTok sensation. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, 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 I agree. There's, there's a lot of, you know, retroactive work to be done in this yeah. category. The music one is a tough one for me because I, it's very weird. Like, all right, so, you know, if we go back in the five years, most categories can, should have, I think most categories should have more nominees. It shouldn't be kept to five because, you know, obviously you're going to get snubs. That's how it is and everything. But some of the snubs are just outlandish, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which is which is wild. So I think you should just have like seven to ten like they did for the best picture when the Dark Knight didn't, you know, get nominated. Uh, and that's why they changed that category up. But for the actual songs, we should 100 percent go back and take away like the Oscar nomination for some songs because like some of them songs don't hit, man. Some of them songs don't hit no more. <laughs> some yeah. of the songs don't hit. No, they, they do don't. Not. They don't matter. But th- some songs do hit, like the Bruno. Like that shit's gonna hit. It's gonna be popular in two years. You mean yeah. to tell me that's not an Oscar worthy? What else? We we ain't going to the movies to listen to songs. So if a song mm. hits and it stays popular, that's an Oscar. That's yeah. a fucking Oscar. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And then my this is a controversial opinion that I don't even know if I believe in. But Uh-oh. so if they want to like really get these like movies that everybody saw involved. What about a separate category that's not best picture, it's just best movie? Like kind of having a separate sort of category that's just like, all right, this isn't necessarily art, but it's like the most fun people had at the movies. So just looking at 2016, you had Finding Dory, Zootopia, The Force Awakens, Moana, Arrival, Captain America: Civil War, Deadpool, like those are all pretty oh, yeah. iconic movies. I'm, like, so I didn't I don't shocked know. that Arrival wasn't nominated. That's crazy. I love that the rest of them are children's movies, though. You <laughs> yeah, really yeah, are. Right. You really yeah. are. You have kids. We we get yeah, it. You um, get, we, we got you, Jack. We got you, Jack. <laughs> I I mean, I love that. The only thing is, it would only be Marvel movies, and right, yeah. they're, they're especially like, now. <laughs> They're right. making, yeah, Especially I now. know. They're making so many a year, too. It would be, like, so many Marvel. I mean, but, I mean, the Spider-Man movie was my favorite movie of the year, period. Listen, More than any of these noms. I oh, I, wow. wrote, I I tweeted this today, actually. And I, I generally don't like to have debates with internet strangers about my opinions <laughs> or theirs, because I don't give a fuck. But, <laughs> but I wrote that if Don't Look Up was nominated, then Spider-Man No Way Home should have been nominated yeah, <laughs> because that movie, that. not only did I, and I, I liked Don't Look Up. I'm not shitting on the movie, but I thought Spider-Man No Way Home was a better movie almost in every way. The story was better. The action was better. I had more fun in the movie. The <laughs> like, acting was better. The acting the, was the better. Like service. in every way, the that script, movie was better. The script was joke better. was good. And let me tell you, Don't Look Up, that like, tepid like netflix algorithm generated like yeah like that the the function of that movie was nothing but like performance on netflix's streaming service Mm -hmm. Uh, i was it was so transparently like i don't know i I, it took me i'll just say this it took me 
three sittings to finish that movie because really? I kept getting That's up fair. and being like, I don't really know what I'm watching. I don't know what the appeal of this is outside of the fact that it's had so many stars. I thought Kate Blanchett was awesome. I thought actually Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill was really fun. But yeah, the movie in general, I was just like, I totally agree with you. I was like, I don't understand why this is nominated. Yeah. I mean, actually, I do. It's because, you know, the devil works hard, but Netflix's publicists work harder. Yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they will get Emily and Paris all of the awards. They can do that <laughs> for Don't Look Up too. let me tell you. Well, it sounds to me like you are both climate deniers, mm-hmm. climate change deniers. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. If, unless you oh. thought it was the best movie of the year, you <laughs> just don't understand the message and you uh, hate the environment. Hey, man, I don't see no comments coming near the uh, coming <laughs> I'm Earth. good over here. Talking about. Can I say one more controversial thing about five years ago? Yeah, uh, yeah, those yeah. Oscars? First of all, let me preface it because, again, people on the Internet are dumb and they don't read context. Moonlight should have won. Should have won. But it was only after that debacle where people started acting like La La Land wasn't a good movie. I had a good time watching La La Land. Like, it was okay. It was a great movie. I'm not saying it was, like a, yeah. it was not a Best Picture sure. nominated. But I think after that was over, Hive Mind of social media kind of, like, dictated, oh, and now we also hate La La Land. Like, y'all motherfuckers was up here tap dancing in the streets and singing all the songs and shit before the Oscars came out with that movie. Y'all liked it. It was okay. Yeah, I think I think the hate that La La Land got for that fuck up after the right. fact. It's a little it's a little whack. It's a little whack. In yeah. my opinion. It's <laughs> it's honestly just fair. wrong time, wrong place for that movie. Yeah, it was just that's it. it's a stunning movie. A stunning mm-hmm. movie about a guy who, you know, likes to mansplain jazz to an aspiring <laughs> actress. Exactly. As most movies are about that. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I felt like, you know, it was it was it was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, yeah, wrong time, wrong place. And it entered yeah. the, the, the culture wars of that year. All right. Since you guys called me up for being kid movie focused, I won't go into my 15 minute bit about how Cars 2 should have retroactively been given all the Oscars. Let's let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, Build-A-Bears. And we're back. And so last year at the Olympic Games that I don't remember, like I don't remember them at all. Like I no. I, we were too yeah. traumatized to form memories at that time, yeah. which is why I think we have to stop having big events. People are like, oh, have I'm like, I still think it's 2020. I'm still not caught up. You have they to were in slow Tokyo down. and they had they had them already. And uh, yeah, I do a daily news show. I definitely talked about them. There's probably hours of me talking about these Olympics. I don't remember them at all. Anyway, there's <laughs> there's more Olympics starting right now. I remember one thing that, and I don't remember what country it was in. I don't even know what, I don't know anything about the Olympics, but I know that whatever country it was taking place in, there was a person competing that was from the country and there was no one in the arena to cheer for them. And I just thought you work your entire life to make the Olympics. You're the hometown hero and no one can cheer for you. It's so sad. It's a hollow experience, and <laughs> yeah. we must stop until we can have them safely. Bananas. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad. It's like, ah, oh, I made the Olympics, and it's like a pep rally with no one to cheer. What's the point? Right. You just run through agree. that piece of paper, and <laughs> yeah. there's just no one there. Just an Me. echo of the sound of paper tearing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So one of the things it sounds like all three of us missed is that a, a German pentathlon coach literally punched a horse. No. Yeah. So that which I didn't know there was a horse riding portion of the pentathlon. Is that the one that where you shoot guns too? Are there guns involved in the pentathlon? What? Listen, I'm not an athlete. I have no idea what a pentathlon is. I wonder why one man punching a horse canceled an entire event, though. That's yeah. really... We're, okay, we're looking it up. What is a contest featuring five events? It is the one where you shoot the gun. Okay. Oh does my gosh, it involve wait, punching at all, or does this guy... He just got <laughs> upset. So, <laughs> lest you judge, I think the uh, puncher was a woman. It was... Kim Reisner punched a, a horse ahead of the women's competition in August. So, like, apparently, yeah, there, there's, it's horse riding, gun shooting. What else? Like, running? Standing, long jump, discus throw. Okay. Greco-Roman wrestling? But that was yeah. from the 1906 versions. Horses can be aggressive. What was what led right. to the punch? So competitors could not meet their horses until shortly before the horse riding portion of the competition began. I, I don't know if that was COVID related. I don't know why they couldn't meet or if they normally can. But several riders struggled with their horses. Uh, one such rider was Germany's Annika Schlu, and her coach tried to talk some sense into the horse by punching it in the face. And Jesus. did not work. The horse refused to jump. And so they decided to cancel that event from the pentathlon and are now talking about what they're going to replace it with. Okay, and to be fair, it has to be an unfamiliar horse. So you are riding a horse you have no experience riding. I don't, that's not me condoning violence against horses. Okay. I don't think punching the horse would do literally anything except make the horse mad and possibly buck your rider like what was the point of it but i am now fascinated that this has not become like a social media thing because it requires fencing pistol shooting freestyle swimming show jumping on an unfamiliar horse and then a cross-country run i need to know who has mastered all of these things enough to take it to the olympics i want to know what their daily life is like because i imagine you can never stop training like, because yeah. regular Olympians, like, if you're just doing, like, the hurdles, you're practicing hurdles every damn day, hours a day, getting that hurdle right. But you have to do five. This is this is so much. It feels like the Olympic event version of, like, those Guinness world records where the person just, like, made some shit up to do <laughs> that would, like, that they could do because they were the only one who thought to do it. Maybe yeah. someone couldn't win each individual event and they were like, you know what? But I'll challenge you to all of them. <laughs> right. I'll challenge yeah. you to all of them. Grab bag. <laughs> Grab bag it up. So according to a recent Instagram post by the International Modern Pentathlon Union Athletes Committee, some of the sports that they're considering to replace the <laughs> horse jumping, show jumping on an unfamiliar horse, which does seem <laughs> wildly specific, are less specific things like roller skating, which I kind of like. I don't know if it would be a roller skating race or like a roller yeah, skating just like dance off. <laughs> Bike riding. Also, drone racing. No, that's too far in the field. I don't like that. 
That's yeah. The Olympics should be about physical strength. Only if they ride the drum. <laughs> Only if they yes, can drive the drum. There, there yeah, it is. If you just mm-hmm. ride into the Olympic, whatever, opening ceremonies being like propelled by drones, that would yeah. be cool. And then finally, pillow fighting, which people, some pentathletes were even like, wait, is that last one a joke? But apparently not. Pillow fighting is being considered a legitimate sport now. And there's a league and everything. They just had the first pillow fight championships last weekend in Florida. So, you know, it's legit. The pay-per-view event reportedly featured hardcore swinging with special with a specialized pillow. And people who competed were MMA fighters, reality TV stars, bare knuckle boxers, mechanics, single moms and veterinarians. OK, wow, <laughs> I see what's like going on here. Trying to take out some COVID aggression. Yeah. Yeah. One, a great way to take out some COVID aggression. <laughs> Two, this is absolutely someone thinking about ratings, right? So the, <laughs> yeah. in, the one thing I do remember about Tokyo is that they added skateboarding. X Games gets tons of views every year. It's very exciting. It's an established sport. Easy to get enough competitors in there. I wonder if, I guess because it's one of five events in a smaller category that you could probably train oh my god training for a pillow fight but you could probably get enough athletes to be like okay if that's the thing like let's go i want my olympic medal what i have to say is do they have to wear these uniforms now if you you can't see the picture but i'll just describe it looks like a terry cloth 1920s bathing suit yeah and that's it that's what it looks like and then their pillows are like maybe silk cased you got if you remember the like rock'em not rock'em sock'em robots what are those pillow hand fist things they were inflatable sock and boppers like, thank you sock and boppers that's what but in pillow form is what it looks like Listen, i don't know what a I, sock and bopper I, is i like that in the list of people they included mechanics that's just <laughs> funny to me i don't right. know why but they were like mma fighters bare knuckle boxers mechanics <laughs> veterinarians all the same kind of people <laughs> single moms Let's anyone go. can do it yeah. Anyone can get punched by a bare knuckle boxer, you know? Yeah. Maybe the veterinarians thing was like a play to horses to be like, this one's going to be so much easier for you guys than that last <laughs> yeah. one. But yeah, the mechanics is confusing. Like riding a bike, it does seem like the equivalent of like maybe if there was bike jumping, like you had to like jump a bike because it's like a a horse that you can't punch or people won't get mad if you punch a bike, I guess. But this, like, adding a combat sport that, like, presumably no pentathlete has ever attempted is actually kind of fun. I'm, I was about to criticize it, and then I realized that they should do that every Olympics. There should be a wild card fifth event that <gasps> you can just, like, guarantee nobody has any experience in and throw it on, on them, like, the day of the event and see how and the they internet do. gets to vote and my yeah. first pitch is pirate ship battle it's pirate a team ship. sport oh yeah I'm you guys got it. instead of like cannons you have like paintballs but they're like giants that you put in a cannon you know so you're just getting splattered with paint because ship most covered and paint loses done yeah and then if i mean then if, give yeah, us this oh, level okay. of sports paintball is a pretty good idea for an olympic sport i was gonna say if you lose then it becomes a swimming event you know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But so pillow fighting championships have been a thing for a while in Japan. 
And the All Japan Pillow Fighting Championships were apparently inspired by pillow fights held by Japanese students on school trips. They apparently have school trip money in Japan for <laughs> for take their kids on school trips more than once. But the rules are it's like a team sport. Sounds like team dodgeball if you've ever played that or witnessed that, but with pillows, except it has like fun things like everybody starts in a sleeping bag. Like you have to like when they blow the whistle, everyone's in like laying down under a comforter and then you have to like run up like jump out of bed grab a pillow start throwing it at each other and when somebody yells the teacher is coming then everybody like has to run back to their futon pick up amazing more pillows and then there's a captain who you defend with a duvet i'm in let's yeah. do it is this real rules or do you just create that right now no, no, that's, that's real. in the Japanese okay. game. Okay. That's, that's how they play. A, that's a Japanese game that is established and has been for a number of years wow. that we are choosing to turn our back on in America for some reason and just do them one-on-one. And throw ours in a boxing ring, which is dumb. Yeah. Boring. Like, that's so much less exciting than, like, here's a, literally a team event and the ability to defend in a dodgeball. So that's revolutionary okay you can only defend in dodgeball if you're good at bouncing the ball off the ball already in your hands and eventually you have to throw that ball so you own a temporary defense like strategy but the idea of using an entire comforter to protect your team captain chef's kiss man that that's yeah. where we've got real game like stats in here now it brings some like bullfighting panache to it because like you could just <laughs> be like the sickest with the comforter you could just be doing all sorts of wild shit Imagine multiple people using comforters and now you don't know where the captain is. You've got to right. figure it out. You've got to break it down. Your captain can be moving in secret, getting ready to like nail the other team's captain. This is right. very, this is thrilling. Yeah. It's thrilling. I would I'm absolutely watch this level it. of pillow fights at the Olympics. The Olympics should be more fun. It takes itself way too seriously. They're like, we, yeah. we're going to start in Rome. We're going to run a torch around. Like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We've seen it. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's whatever. But if you really want to get spicy, like, bring me a paintball championship. I want to see actual school-level pillow fights. I want to see pirate ship battles for sure. Just You get that one for free. You don't have to pay me anything. I just want the benefit of watching grown people paintball, but with pirate ships. Is that a thing you just made up or is that yes, a thing that exists? Okay. All right. If that came whole from like my that. brain, <laughs> I would invest money in it. I would absolutely be a ship captain in it. It's D&D, but a whole like extra level of it. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. No, the ancient, it, it was either Greece or Rome. They would like fill up like stadiums with water and have like military ship yeah! battles in front of people. <laughs> like that was they the thing sure you did. could Listen. do. Way to give like, a historical context, Jack. I'm putting that in the pitch. Like, you yeah. guys have already done this. We're just modernizing it. There it yeah. is. I'm for it. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. American yeah. gladiators of uh, of the Olympics with pirate yeah. ships. I, I mean, love American it. gladiators is fun, and the Olympics could use some of that. I miss American yeah. gladiators. Also, the most fun I've ever had was both like having a pillow fight that I was winning, getting a lot of clean shots in, and then got like knocked out clean by a pillow. Like that. So, sometimes pillow fights are very violent. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to compete in it. I don't want to be in the event. <laughs> I don't like right. being hit. I've been punched many times. I don't want to be yeah. hit by anything. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's do do a fun one, guys. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show. 
if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.